Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we spotlight the issues impacting our schools with the good doctor, Ralph Kerr, founder and president of the Teaching and Learning Institute in Houghton, New York. Well, Ralph, so much of our focus on this program is that K through 12 crowd, but we're going to start with the older kids today, those college-bound students. We've got some information to pass along. Uh, New York State lawmakers want to expand TAP, the uh, eligibility guidelines for TAP, the tuition assistance program. They're arguing that it's not keeping pace with the rate of inflation, Ralph. Can you explain a little bit what's going on in Albany and do you support these proposed changes? Well, certainly TAP is an important program. People with taxable net income up to $80,000 can get from the government anywhere from $500 to $5,600 each semester to help with the cost of college education. The problem with increasing that is that that money comes from the taxpayers. So while I'm supportive of the existing TAP program, I think there are lots of other ways for young people to get money. And because this is just another increase to the taxpayers, I think the existing guidelines are fine as they are. Gotcha. That leads me to this question. SUNY Chancellor John King pointed out that $200 million in aid was left on the table last year because these FAFSA forms, free application for federal school aid, were not completed by college-bound students. What can be done, Ralph, to encourage more families to do these FAFSA forms so they don't miss out on these savings? Well, I can't imagine that uh, every college doesn't encourage young people to fill out the FAFSA. So I'm wondering if maybe our esteemed SUNY chancellor put too much money on the table to begin with, and that's one of the reasons it hasn't been used. I think government has a way of doing that sometimes, setting aside more money than is really necessary and then end up looking for ways to spend it. Mm. So I think, again, I can't imagine that any college or university doesn't urge their applicants to have their parents fill out the FAFSA form and I think there may be a lot more to it than uh, just left the money on the table. Gotcha. Well, there was a big article in Pennsylvania. Fifteen community colleges that represent some 230,000 students have tapped into their emergency reserves as the budget battle continues in Harrisburg. What's holding up the funds there, Ralph? And what will happen if these austerity measures continue much longer? Well, this is an atrocity. I want our listeners to just think about what would happen if their employer just told them, you know what, we're having a little bit of a struggle financially, so for the next six months, you're not going to get your pay. You'll get it eventually, but not right now. (laughs) This is what's happening in Pennsylvania, and the budget actually approved these monies to go to the community college, but apparently there has to be a standalone bill that actually formally releases the funds, Mm. and that has not been passed. The legislators in Pennsylvania are on recess right now, so they don't seem to have any urgency about this. But schools are going out, borrowing the money, taking loans, and obviously those have to be paid back. 
So it's just going to end up costing the taxpayer, again, more money, Hmm. and the legislators in Pennsylvania need to do their job. Yeah, and of course, this goes back to all the way back to last summer. Um, Republicans were upset that the governor cut out of the budget a school choice bill, and so this is their payback for that. We'll see where it goes next. And then finally, back to New York, Ralph. Governor Hochul announcing last week that New York will be investing over $5 million to support in-school mental health clinics. They're going to be throughout the state. Over 130 districts are going to be getting these in-school mental health clinics to help kids cope with the after effects of COVID and other issues. What are your thoughts on these health clinics inside the school buildings? Well, you know, a friend of mine said that uh, his wife, who's a teacher, indicated that maybe they should do health clinics for the teachers in these schools. (laughs) Not a bad idea. uh, The the issues that the teachers are dealing with are just overwhelming at times. Mm -hmm. There's concerns on my part because of there may be other topics that uh, would be thrown into the mix in terms of mental health, which I'm not supportive of. And uh, the other thing is, it continues to amaze me that one person can just decide, well, I think we'll spend $5 million here, and another person said, well, we'll spend $10 million there. I thought that we had a legislative process that worked, and obviously it doesn't. So I, I would be very careful about uh, moving forward with this if it were up to me. Gotcha. And again, you can find where those in-school clinics are going to be at governor.ny.gov. That's governor.ny.gov. And if you want to find Dr. Ralph Kerr online, uh, you can do that as well. Folks have questions about the Teaching and Learning Institute, what you are all about, Ralph. What is that website, sir? That is just simply whyrun.org, whyrun.org. 